Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode from 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries. Today's podcast is from our Legends series, and it's titled, The Day John Wayne Went to Harvard. I'm your host, John Hagedorn, and this is our story. No doubt about it, John Wayne was and is a legend, with over 200 movies to his credit, hundreds of appearances on TV and the big screen, an Oscar for his performance in True Grit, and a host of awards. For his outspoken patriotism, many awarded to him by presidents. John Wayne is an American icon. Although he died in 1979, he's still listed among the top 20 favorite American actors. In 1974, the Vietnam War was still raging, and discontent was running high in America, led by many of the college campuses, with Harvard leading the pack in protesting the war. Wayne was promoting a movie called The Green Berets, which was a pro-military saga about the war in Vietnam. Wayne wasn't pro-war, but he was all about winning any war the U.S. became involved in and making sure our military had all the tools necessary to fight. He had been listed as 4A and bound by contract to Republic in World War II, while other actors, like Jimmy Stewart, had gone off to fight the war, which always rankled him. But the characters he portrayed in the movies he made gave needed morale to tens of thousands of soldiers on the front. In late 1973, he received a letter from the president of the Harvard Lampoon calling him the biggest fraud in history and challenging him to face 1,600 students from Harvard University, a campus which was one of the most liberal college campuses in the U.S. In war parlance, it would have been called hostile territory. A few weeks later, there was a phone call to the Army Reserve facility nearest Harvard asking for a tank. Wayne's comment to biographer Michael Munn was, It was too irresistible to turn down. I knew they were prepared to give me a hard time, so I rode into town on a tank, hoping that none of the eggs being thrown by some 2,000 people would hit me in the kisser. Then I took the stage at Harvard Square Theater, and they were really ready to let me have it. And did he take the stage? He walked out to jeers and sat on the front edge of the stage facing the audience. There's a PBS special from 2003 called The Unquiet American that recalls the event as John Wayne took the stage. To most of his audience, barely out of high school, high on themselves, and without a lot of lifetime experience to temper their judgment, John Wayne was a symbol of dim-witted 
and intolerant Americanism. He was to be despised. Now he was a sitting duck, looking frail and alone on the edge of the stage. And the questions came. Where did you get that phony hair? came one cat call, referring to the toupee that Wayne was wearing. It's not phony, it's real. Of course, it's not mine, but it's real. And the audience was laughing. Not at him, but with him. Another question was fired to him about his pro-war politics. His answer? Good thing you weren't here 200 years ago or the tea wouldn't have made the harbor. More laughter, as he was winning some respect. Another question was fired. Do you look at yourself as the fulfillment of the American dream? I look at myself as little as possible, the Duke replied with humor. There was no way to prepare for it because I had no idea what the questions would be, Wayne said in a later interview. Not only were his answers quick-witted, but his ability to laugh at himself totally disarmed his audience and won the admiration of the students gathered there. Another question was shouted out. Is it true your horse filed for separation papers? He was a little upset when we didn't use him in the last picture. What did you use? Three good-looking women, Wayne replied. <laughs> More laughter. And now it was friendly laughter. Can you do an Ed Sullivan imitation? I'm having a hard enough time imitating people who are imitating me. Has President Nixon ever given you suggestions for your movies? Nope, all my movies have been successful. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. At the end of the debate, 1,600 students applauded wildly. They awarded him with the Brass Balls Award in recognition of outstanding machismo and a pension for punching people in the mouth. That was January in 1974. On Friday, the 11th of June, 1979, the doctors told the Duke's children that the end was very near. All the children but Michael, who was dealing with lawyers, were gathered around his bedside to say goodbye. He was buried in an unmarked grave on a hilltop in Pacific View Memorial Park overlooking the ocean. Being a fan of John Wayne all of my life, I can honestly say I still miss him. He was a good role model for young men. He was tough but fair. He took command of tough situations. He was as proud of America as any person ever was and never afraid to take a stand. Here are the words that he helped to craft for his character of Davy Crockett in the movie he made called The Alamo. It's good to feel useful in this old world, to hit a lick against what's wrong or say a word for what's right, even though you might get walloped for saying that word. I may sound like a Bible beater, yelling up a revival at a river-crossing camp meeting, but that don't change the truth none. There's right and there's wrong. You got to do one or do the other. You do the one and you're living. You do the other and you may be walking around, but you're as dead as a beaver hat.
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.